And so several years ago, he gave me a book written by, Les, I think it was by Les Parrott called um, The Control Freak. And so I read through that book. And here's the thing. If you're like me, and most people are, they just don't admit it, or they're better at covering it up. But if you're like me, when things get turned upside down, it can be something big or it can be something small. Doesn't it have a tendency to frustrate you? Doesn't it have a tendency to make you want to go sideways with the way that you respond to other people? And what we find in the Word of God are three thoughts, three principles, if you will, in how to respond to God when life gets frustrating. And the first one is this, is frustration is a moment to listen. Frustration is a moment was, was a moment to listen. Look in verse number 29. The Bible says, but she was um, greatly troubled at the, the saying, and she tried to discern, she tried to listen what sort of greeting that this might be. Now, check this out. Mary was engaged to be married, and yet God was going to complicate her plans in order to accomplish his will in, 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 in her life and in the life of others. Now, Look, I've got two teenage daughters, 13 and 14, and they're about to be 15, or yeah, 15 and 16, and one of them is about to drive. It's crazy, man. And already at their age, they're thinking about, you know what? They're thinking about their wedding day. And most girls do that. A lot of girls think about, hey, when I get married, I'm going to wear mom's dress, or I'm going to wear this dress, or this is where I, 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 I want to have my wedding, and this is what I want my wedding. Could you imagine that for Mary? Mary had probably thought through some of that stuff, and she had no intention of becoming pregnant or with child before she was actually married. And now God steps in and just kind of turns everything upside down. And so this angel shows up, which that's a miracle in and of itself, but this angel shows up and starts speaking a word from God. And listen, he says, hey, life's about to be turned upside down. And I'm paraphrasing it. The angel says to her, look, your life's about to be turned upside down, but God is going to do something great. Now listen, I want to tell you today that our situations aren't that different. Yeah, I mean, you know, none of us are going to carry the Son of God, right? We're not going to miss our wedding date. But we often find ourselves in situations that we didn't expect. Our plans get interrupted and we, listen, listen, we have God's Word and we don't need angels and we don't need signs. Listen, you know why? Because we have the Word of God. We have God's word that he has written for us, that he has completed in black and white so that when life is uncertain, so that when we have doubts in our faith, and so that when we struggle to know what to do and what steps to take forward, God has given us a book. He has given us a word that we can lean into and learn from and listen to so that we know what the next steps are. And God's plan, and listen, when God wants to do something in your life, and you can mark this down, when God wants to do something significant in your life, he's going to interrupt your plans. He's going to step into your agenda and he's going to say, hey, I don't want you going that way. You need to go this way. And I want to tell you this morning, life isn't as much about the journey as it is the destination, right? Life isn't so much about the journey as it is the destination. And some of us this morning, we're struggling along the journey and we want to be the guy that's sprinting to the end with his chest bowed out as he crosses the ticker tape. Listen, if we get across the line, it will only be by the grace of God. And there's going to be setbacks, and there's going to be detours to our stories. And many of them are orchestrated by God, but we can believe that God, we can know that God is in control of our life. I read this quote this week, and I love this. It says, God isn't always leading us to the safest route forward, but to the one, listen, where we're going to grow the most. 
where we're going to grow the most. And man, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ this morning, you have this desire to want to be different than you were a year ago or five years ago or 10 years ago. And I wonder how many of us this morning can look back to a place in our life and say, you know, I'm not as angry as I used to be. I'm not as bitter as I used to be. I'm not as, uh, uh, you know, uh, involved in sin and my, my character, my life, my ability to love others, my ability to forgive, it has grown because of my walk with Jesus Christ. Listen, frustration isn't a time to gripe and complain. It's a moment, listen, it's a moment to listen to God. And can I just say to you, some of your biggest regrets in life will be when life is frustrating and you don't listen to God. You're going to miss out on some of God's best plans and some of God's best blessings and his design for you to impact others with your story simply because in your frustration, you complained about the situation rather than sought out the presence of Jesus Christ. And can I just say to you this morning, God's at work in our moments of frustration. He's at work. And we don't want to miss out on God's will for our lives. So I want to ask you this morning, are you listening to God or are you getting frustrated? Are you listening to God or are you getting frustrated? So instead of responding in frustration, let it be a moment of faith in God. Instead of responding in frustration, let it be a moment of faith. And in that moment, say, God, what are you trying to say to me? How are you trying to lead me? In what direction do you want me to go? I read an incredibly, and I'm talking, and this is one of the most convicting things I've read in some time this week. Eric Reed posted this on social media. He says this. He goes, a person's spiritual maturity isn't truly visible until they don't get their own way. Then you really see that person. And I just, if I could be honest with you for a moment, I've had some things in my life the last two to three weeks relationally that have just frustrated the, the night out of me. I don't even know how to say it. I've just been frustrated and angry and not at peace with the situation. And as I'm preparing this message about Mary and how God just stepped in and said, look, I'm going to turn your world upside down and I'm going to change your agenda and I'm going to move the direction of your life and I'm going I'm to develop in you something that you're lacking. And I'm reading this text and then I read that quote. I pictured myself as a two-year-old in the middle of Walmart losing their mind because mom wouldn't buy them a Twix bar. I'm not kidding. That's how I'm like, God, I'm acting like a baby because I'm not getting what I want and it's frustrating me. And instead of listening to you and searching out your plan, your design, and your purpose for my life, I'm acting like that crazy kid that needs to be whooped, right? Sorry if you don't believe in spanking. I'm just saying, you know, a gentle tap, right? Your frustrations are designed by God to build your faith in Him. And in the midst of the chaos and the complexity, learn to listen to God's word for your life. And then secondly, fear's a moment to trust. I love this. In verse number 30, the angel said to her immediately, Do not be afraid. Mary, you found favor with God. Right from the, the start, the angel just comforts her. How, how comforting. What a, what a loving father that he would give her a word spoken from an angel to say to her, do not be afraid. Listen, I, I just wrote this out this week. God's goal isn't to freak you out, but to build your faith. God's not here to freak you out, right? And I'm going to tell you, if an angel popped up, like I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'd be freaking out, right? But, but that's not what God's trying to do. When your life is upended, 
when things seem out of control and the ball is just spinning and you don't know how to stop it, God's not here to freak you out. He's here to build up your faith. You know, the reality is, is that fear often reveals our brokenness. You know that? Some of us, we, we get frustrated, and the frustration comes from the fear of losing something that we love and something that we value. It might be a relationship. It might be a job. It might be a relationship with a child. You know, it might be a loved one that's, that's, that's got a terminal diagnosis. I mean, it could be any number of things. It could be prominence. It could be popularity. It could be a position, and on and on we could go. We get frustrated when we're afraid of losing something that matters to us. But listen, friends, nothing matters more than what God is doing in you to build up your faith. In fact, Peter talked about that. Peter made a ton of dumb decisions, you know, in the Word of God, and that's how we know about the veracity of the Word of God is that it's not, there's not this veneer over the Word of God. God put a lot of broken people in the Bible, and then he used them to tell the redemptive story of Jesus Christ. And Peter said in his book, he says this, he says, the trying of your faith is more valuable and more precious than gold and silver and precious stones. And so this morning, many of us are looking for a way out, and we're looking for an answer and a solution to the problems that we face, and the solution is found in searching for Christ and knowing His will, His purpose, and His direction for our lives, no matter how messy it gets. Because what God is doing in us is more important than the way out of the situation that we've currently found ourselves in. So if you don't listen to His Word, you're going to worry about the future. You're going to worry about the future. And this morning, what God wants to do is lead us from a moment of fear to a life of faith. And look at what he says in his word. In verse 30, he says, do not fear. In verse 36, he says, listen, you're not forgotten. And then he says in verse 30, he says, you have favor. And then in verse 38, he says, nothing is impossible. And then on top of all of that, when you... Um, uh, you uh, look here in the Word of God in verse number 30, the Bible says, and the angel said to her, do not be afraid. What does he say? What does he say? What's the next word? Do not be afraid. Mary. He says her name. And do you recognize and do you know this morning that God knows your name? He knows your fears. He knows your frustrations. He knows your weaknesses. And he knows every single thing that's going on in your life, and no one knows you better than God. In fact, he knows the hairs that are on your head. He has them numbered. No one knows you like that, and that's the God that we worship. That's the God that we love. That's the God that we're searching out in the, the messiness and the complexity of life. And what I want to say to you this morning is when you trust God's word, he will lead you from fear to faith. When you listen to the Word of God, He will move you from a place of fear and a place of frustration to a place of faith. And it's in those moments of faith where we're listening to the Word of God and we're anchoring our soul and our life to something that really is eternal and sufficient and sound and it never changes. When we root and anchor our life to this, there is a joy and there is a peace to those who have faith in God that this world can never take away. Nothing can ever take away from you the joy and the peace that is offered to those who have faith in God's word. 
So what's the solution? In verse 38, the Bible says, And Mary said, Behold, I'm the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. In frustration, in moments of fear, we listen to God and we trust him by faith and we follow him because that's the way forward. Following God, following his word is the way forward. And what Mary says here, she says, I am, I am your servant, Lord. And what we find in Mary's heart, what we find in Mary's life is that she, listen, it's not about Mary. It's about the God of Mary. Mary put her faith in a God who could sustain what it was that she was going through. It's not that Mary had great faith. It's that the God that she was putting her faith in was greater than the situation that she found herself in. She found herself in a place of surrender. There's this recognition in Mary's life and there's recognition in our lives that, that are lived out in total surrender to the will of God. Not our plans or not our agendas. We're servants of the Lord. And how many of us truly live this way, right? Where every moment of our life, we recognize, man, my, my life is designed by and orchestrated by God. And I don't have time to get today to go to Psalm 139, but the Bible says that God knows my uprising. He knows my downsitting. Um, he, he knows me... Um, uh, he, he, he comes with me in the morning and he rises with me in the morning and, and he goes with me when I, when I pray and, and, and over and over. And so north, south, east, and west, we see this, this metaphor in the word of God in Psalm 139 that everywhere that we are, God is there. And there is his presence and there is this, this idea that I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. And before, listen, and Psalm 139 teaches us this, before I was ever born, he knew me when I was in the womb. He knew me. He knew everything about me. And I don't know about you, but there are times in life where I need something bigger than, grander than, something that's not temporal and fleeting that I can really believe in, and that thing is Jesus. It's no one else. I can't, I love my wife, but she's let me down. I love my kids, they let me down. Some of you are my friends in this room today. You've let me down. Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother and he never lets us down. He walks with us, he brings us joy, he brings us peace. And in the moments that are messy, he's there. You know, perhaps the most important part of our walk with Christ is having complete faith in him. Faith does not always come easy as it's not seen and felt, but when we are obedient, the blessings outweigh the questions and the uncertainty. And I just, I believe this about the Bible, but when you read the stories of those who followed God in the Bible, in almost every account, you see that God is trying to get his people or that person to a place of faith. In almost every situation, he's trying to get them to a place of faith. Will you trust me? Will you love me? Will you worship me? Will you follow me? And that's exactly what God is doing uh, in the life of Mary. And that is exactly what God is doing in your life this morning. Will you surrender? Will you be obedient? Or, on the other hand, will you gripe and complain and get bitter? And will you turn your back on God and his word and decide that you're going to do things your way and you're not going to know God and search for God and you're going to try to find a solution on your own? Mary says, no, let it be to me according to your word. 
That's a place of obedience. In fact, in Psalm 31.5, it says, Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord and faithful God. Can I just ask you, have you committed your moments, your frustrations, and your fears to God? No matter how insignificant they may seem to you or to others, or um, you know, no matter what it is that you're facing, have you committed your spirit, your life, your dreams, your hopes, your ambitions, your setbacks? Have you committed your story to God and saying, God, into your hands I commit my spirit. Into your hands I commit my life. Listen, when your heart wants control, determined to commit your life to God, just give it to God. And I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that's going to get over and say, hey, let go and let God, right? We're not passive in this whole thing. We have to choose to know and follow and obey Jesus Christ every step along the way. But when your heart wants control, determined to commit your life to God. In this season of life and during the holidays, don't miss Christmas because you're searching for solutions to your problems. Are you with me? Don't miss Christmas because you're searching for solutions to your problems. Instead, searching for Christmas will mean that you have a profound sense of Christ's presence. I love what Pastor Mike said last week in his message about Joseph, and it was this. Righteousness is not the avoidance of sin, it's living in the presence of God. So as we talk about living righteously, which we did that last week, and this week as we talk about living in a way that honors God, even in the messiness of the season, even in the messiness of life, what that means is, to a very large degree, is living in the presence of Jesus Christ. It means that when my life goes sideways, instead of getting frustrated and angry and bitter, what I do is I open this book and I say, God, lead me. Show me the path that you want me to go on. Show me the direction that you want me to go. Show me what would be the right response. How would you respond to this situation? How would you strengthen my faith? And where can I find you in this moment? I think sometimes we come to church and we think there's going to be like three steps to this and four steps to that. Listen, friends, there's no 12-step program to overcoming fear and frustration. I'll just tell you that right out of the gate. I can't give you 12 steps to overcoming fear and frustration, but what I can do is help you to understand that you can grow in your faith towards our faithful God who provided a baby who would, who would rescue us from the triviality and the brokenness of our complicated lives. And I can point you to one who can make all things new. I can point you to one who can step into your story and help you to find the, the redemptive nature of what God is doing and trying to rescue you from your brokenness and your fear and your frustration because all of those emotions are intended not to uh, uh, frustrate us. They're, pointed to, they're there to point us back to Jesus Christ and the faith that we should have in a God who sent his son 2,000 years ago to redeem and rescue us from our sin and from our brokenness. That, my friends, happens only when we listen to the word of God. We listen to him in the moments of complexity, chaos, and messiness. The word of God, and just, I'm going to close with this. The word of God, it brings order to our life. And right now, your life may seem out of order. Your life may seem confusing. And as you're stepping into 2020, and doesn't that sound weird? Sounds crazy to be thinking about 2020. This next year, my wife and I will celebrate 20 years of marriage. It just sounds crazy to think about that. 
And sometimes our life feels so out of order and so, so, so much of it seems complex and there's, 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 there's answers that we need to problems that we don't understand. And the only thing in life that will bring order to your life will be the Word of God. 